everybody, what is going on? Welcome into Empty Your Q. Uh, my name is Dustin Brewer, and joining me today is my girlfriend, Katarina Ritter. Hello. And we just finished watching the limited series Waco on Netflix, and wow. Yeah. That, that thing is crazy. Yeah. Very emotional. So it came out um, two years ago on Paramount Network, and it just got put onto Netflix recently. And I don't know how we missed it when it first came out, because that thing was crazy. Like, it's right up our alley. Yeah, for sure. Um. So it's all about the um, the Branch Davidians and their, their leader, David Koresh. And it's about the siege that took place on their compound by the, uh, the FBI and the ATF. And it was just, like, this huge, horrible incident, this horrible tragedy. And, like, I always knew, you know, how it ended. But I had no idea some of the things that, like, the show touched on, you know? Right, right. Because you always hear, like, oh, this is going to be another Waco or, or something like that. Right. Like, it's always, like, it's Waco and Jonestown. That, that people use, like, when they refer to things about, like, the government or, or standoffs and such. Um, so you've probably heard the term Waco in some way or another. But as far as knowing, like, what actually went on... Um, or knowing in depth about it, like I didn't know how long it went on that they were in their standoff. Um, yeah, I didn't right? know that it like, lasted like almost two months, basically. It was yeah, like fifty days later, they're like, "Hey, yeah, we gotta we gotta bring this to an end." And like, I don't know what I thought was really weird too is like, obviously this was a religious cult, and right. this dude was crazy. Yes, but like the show, the way they spin it. Is almost like it's the entire government's fault. Which. (laughs) Like they really like hammer home the point that like. So like it makes me wonder because it's based on. It said it was based on two books. A book from each perspective. Yeah. And it makes me want to read those books so badly to see what. Basically what says what. Mm -hmm. Because like that dude there's no way he was like just a peace loving guitar shredding right carefree you know like at the end of the day he's still cult leader yeah and i mean they touch on that a little bit here and there in the in the show i mean they touched on him being you know very controlling and self-centered right he's like he's got like 15 kids he's married to every woman and i mean they even show like his outbursts that he would have and stuff like that too yeah just kind of like show that he wasn't always this like level-headed cool calm and collected like charismatic on this pastor who's just chill right he's always hey brother oh my brother Mm. the seven seals man yeah i don't know i turned into a hippie there yeah i turned into like shaggy or like (laughs) ned flanders dad hey scoob yeah my bad but like like i don't know it's just it's crazy to me that like the show i don't know if it's a testament to to the actors that were in it but, like, I thought everyone really did a good job. And I'm someone that is not normally a fan of Taylor Kitsch, who played David Koresh. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I've really, like, I've only, I've seen him, like, probably six or seven things that he's been in. And I've always been like, eh, probably could have got someone better. But, like, mm-hmm. he was fantastic in this. Yeah. And when we ended up researching a little bit more on Waco, just to see how actually accurate this was, um, we saw pictures of the actual David Crush and they made him look he looked just really like yeah <laughs> he was he looked a um, lot like them and you know sometimes you see these things that are like 
documentary type docu-series or whatever and that's not exactly what this was this was more just a retelling kind of um of the story and uh yeah but it was just crazy how accurate it was and you know that's not always exactly what happens but um right it's super accurate to that and it doesn't it doesn't touch on a lot of like the darker cult things i think they kind of wanted to to set aside like that and kind of focus more on like hey look at how far the government went to get this done yeah i mean it what it seemed to be was that it was more focused on what happened on the inside of um in the compound in in the the, compound yeah. yeah from the branch davidians um because it seemed like what we read from actually like on the paramount website about the show was that it was mostly based off of the book from the uh the branch davidian survivor yeah the the dude who survived it yeah um and that book is called literally just waco um yeah something uh, it's like waco yeah um and then the pieces that they got for the atf fbi story um they used from gary gary nesner who's the negotiator who in this series is played by michael shannon who's absolutely great yeah and so so intense he has a book about his career right including the waco negotiations and everything so like i don't know so yeah it makes me really want to see like just what specifically i want to read i think gary nesner's because i think that that it'll have more like more insight into the actual like procedurals mm-hmm. um whereas like i feel like the other one the survivor one right. there's no way to to tell really like you kind of have to believe him but at the same time he was also like brainwashed and in deep in this cult so who knows how accurate or how reliable a narrator he can be well i mean i think that goes both ways though because the fbi is just as scary and can hold things yeah, over that's you true. and you know what i mean so i think that that can go either way because it's not like the fbi is gonna be like yeah gary go ahead tell the world our secrets tell us right. tell them the how badly out, we messed up so um i i think that it goes both ways and i think that's why you have to kind of read both if you want an accurate depiction of of what happened of whatever yeah and i think that's the other thing that was really crazy too was that like a lot of the like so there were tv cameras there filming this whole thing for the right. news and stuff and a lot of the scenes where they show footage looks like actual footage. Yeah, it looks dated and they have um, like grainy. footage of the raids and like of tanks in front of houses and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy to picture. Like there's like a couple scenes during different shootouts. Mm-hmm. The you're... first initial one specifically where the ATF um, first takes on the compound and tries to yeah tries to get in and it's just like oh hey here's a couple people just getting shot and it's like yeah, oh, I wonder and if that's it, real. It looks it looks like it would be something where they took actual footage from the news but i mean who knows capabilities of editing nowadays you, you can also make that right look. you can take footage and make it look really because then they too. do like the testimonial scenes and they make it look super old and like right the, exactly. and that's when i was like oh maybe if, not did they just like <laughs> is this all just really like well done yeah so who knows um it was a really good series. I really enjoyed it. It was a bummer that it was so short. It was only six episodes. Yeah, it's like six 45-minute episodes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was hooked off 
off the first one for sure and i think part yeah. of that is because they jump right in like there's not a lot of exposition as far as like oh let's take a while to set up the story here they just like jump right in and then you're just sucked right into it. they like fill in some of the holes as you go yeah and then like i don't know there were a couple things in particular that stood out to me mm-hmm. that i think did a good job of kind of without like overly villainize like i shouldn't say villainizing because obviously he was a crazy bad person But, like, they do a couple things, like, slight things that kind of hint at, like, just how dark David Koresh was. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, in the the initial raid, or the attempted raid, I should say, one of his wives gets, like, shot in the hand. And her hand just steadily gets worse as the show goes on. Yeah. And it gets to this point where he's like, all right, we got to type up my my the seven seals and then we once i get my message typed out and released yeah once we get my testimony of the seven seals out then we'll all leave and we'll all be safe and he has her on the typewriter (laughs) typing out the seven seals as he's dictating them and like her hand is like taped together with bandages blood is seeping (laughs) through the bandage yeah and she's like hey i don't think i can type anymore my hand hurts and she he just looks right at her and is like and he continues dictating yeah he just his like his message uh, yeah his um manifesto whatever you want he call doesn't it. even yeah, he doesn't even like say like oh i'm sorry take a break like he just looks straight at her and is like and he said like it's crazy yeah so i thought that like was really telling and then there's also i don't know i've, I've you might have had a different favorite part of the whole show oh okay but my favorite part is they finally they've been trying to get this generator to work oh and yeah. they finally fix the generator mm-hmm. and uh they're like all right we got it working there's like we got like 10 minutes of power left wait 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 so we got to set this up so there was a point where negotiations weren't working and the fbi there were two people there there was the negotiations crew basically and then there was the like tactical team um who had all the tanks and the guns and the tactical team was just like let's break in and the tactical team at this point had decided like Let's go psychops on him. Let's just and they were like, you can't torture, and he's like, it's not torture, it's psychops. And so, in the middle of the night, they would basically cut all the power. Cut all the power. They would blast these bright, bright lights at their um, compound, and they would blare this like screaming uh, feedback dolphin noise, like this crazy, just like irritating noise that you would hear. Like I don't even know how yeah, to describe gunshot it. Gunshot sounds, screaming. Yeah. And it was basically just to kind of drive them all crazy, drive them all crazy and weed them out sort of a thing to see how long they could stand it. And so now that you know this, continue. Yeah. So then so every time they do this, Koresh is like, it's a test. It's another test. We got to stay strong. And so anyways, they get this generator work finally that this dude has been trying to fix for what seems to be days. And they come up to David and they say, hey, David, got the generator to work. We've got like. 10 minutes or so of juice in this thing and he just looks right at it and Koresh is like I know exactly what we gotta do and they just stage like an impromptu rock concert in one of the windows and pump this rock and roll through like them playing this rock and roll through like every speaker in the compound to combat the music or like to combat the psyops I guess I should say mm-hmm. and like it's just so funny because it's like, what do you, what do you want to do? What should we do? And he's like, we got to shred, guys. Yeah, it's. <laughs> and I looked it up, and he actually, the real David Koresh, could shred. Really? Yes. It's oh ridiculous. my gosh. 
So like it's just it was just such a absurd moment where it's like this thing like if if someone had told me that it happened or if I didn't know it was a true story I probably wouldn't have believed that like hmm. I would have been like there's no way but like it's one of those things where it's just like that's too crazy to even make up really yeah yeah I don't know what about you was there was there anything else that stood out to you um I mean stood out to me so much stood out to me honestly just between the craziness and like trigger happiness I guess of like some of the FBI agents and in like the the, the How, horrible treatment of the women, like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's just all yeah. It's it's all crazy, and it's crazy that that they would put and like like we keep saying, there's no way to know what actually happened because you know it's a TV show, but like it's crazy to think like to see both sides portrayed as so flawed. And right. I think that's what kind of held my interest for so long with it. But even in this show, like I don't know, I felt personally for myself i was feeling more for the branch davidians yeah you kind of got the like the sense as it kept going too that some of these people were like what have we gotten ourselves into not even that just like because of how they were being treated by the the government the government yeah um people that were there and and how things would get skewed across the media or how you know all of a sudden they would agree to surrender and then you know, psychops would get thrown at them, or right, and they'd be like, "Well, they've been stolen. We gotta, we gotta get them, them. Yeah. or something like that." And it would be like, "What?" But like, you're not even giving them the full chance, or you know, whatever it may be, and just stuff like that. And the way that it was portrayed again is from mainly the view of one of the survivors who was a Branch Davidian, right? So. I think that was almost the point was to make you like feel for kind of second guess kind of. Yeah. And I mean, that's not to say that I was like, wow, David Crush, such a good guy. These poor people. Yeah. No, but like I definitely at the end, like found myself definitely crying. Right. Well, yeah. It's that you see all these women and children just like trying to hide from tear gas. Well, yeah. And I mean, like. It's like, of course, it's like a sad thing. Right. I mean, yeah, it's sad anyways, but like it's almost infuriatingly sad, like because of what happened and how it happened and like watching it, seeing all of the things that went wrong and how you're like so many things could have happened to avoid this on both sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. So that's that's why I think it'd be a really good watch. I think that's probably why it's been so popular, too, lately since it got put on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you could watch this in a day. Oh, for sure. Easy. You could watch this in a day. I mean, I think we did it in probably two nights. I think we saved the last episode for just one other night just because it got super late. Right. Yeah. We're like, all right, let's do this. But but yeah, like I think it's one of those things like you'll watch and you'll have your own opinions on. Like there's no there's no doubt that like it was a horrible. I mean, I don't know. I don't even want to I don't even want to get it get into all that. Right. And but um, like, yeah. Yeah. Like I know I really want to read both of the books the the one being um from the branch activity and the waco a survivor's story and then the other one and then yeah gary nesner's is called stalling for time my life as an fbi negotiator was like a great title for a book too. yeah right but um yeah we'll definitely probably end up checking those out but if you guys are bored this weekend or if you're looking for something good that you can just jump into right away then then i would definitely recommend this for sure yeah absolutely um it was very good 
time paramount really sure. really yeah like, you know sometimes they put out some really good things they need to fire their marketing department because i had no idea what I this know. was like yeah how do they how did like such a good show such a well-produced show i should say at least like how well, did I that just like fall out of the wayside like, the 25th anniversary or something because what 2018 yeah it would have been 25 19? years because yeah. it happened in 93 so it's just weird uh, that I never heard Paramount needs to up their their marketing game, but like, but yeah. I, hey, Netflix is gain, I guess, right? It's yeah, perfect apparently. that now it would catch on that we're all under quarantine. Yeah. So, but. so there we go, guys. Yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, so and hey, if you're not big on watching stuff and you'd rather like read the books first, those are both on Amazon and I'm sure probably Barnes and Noble and whatever else. So oh yeah, I'm sure too. Check those out. Check those out. If you're bored, read David Koresh's Wikipedia page because that thing is gnarly. Oh, I checked geez. it out because I was I was just curious and I pulled it up and it was just it just it's insane. So that's all I'll say about that too. Just absolutely insane. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for for listening and for checking us out. Um, you can. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's just at Heverbrew on both both sites. And shoot us an email. It's uh, the movie mailbag at gmail.com. And just, you know, if you have suggestions, thoughts, comments, anything like that. If you've read either of these books, let us know what you think. That'd be kind of yeah. cool, too. Um, yeah, anything else? No, I don't think so. Just give us a shout out. Let us know what's, what's going on with you guys. How your quarantine is. And let's do this, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. And we will be back soon. Have a good weekend. <laughs>